out there. Chill out there. Know, my bad, my bad, my bad. All right. Daily check-in, daily check-in. How you doing, Michelle? I'm doing good. My day was okay. My day was super chill. Kind of recovering from the weekend as an extroverted introvert person. Extrovert, introverted person. You ever have your days where you're like, you're really social one day. And so the next day you're just like tired. Yeah. That's- well, no, I'm not tired. I'm not tired i just don't want to talk to people yeah yeah yeah. you're like done with the socializing for now yeah you gotta like re-up or like recharge for sure that was me today okay yeah we just got we got back from seattle last night at like 10 30 p.m by uh-huh. the way traveling on daylight saving day with children not a good idea why what happened because my kids took a nap and their nap ended probably at like 6 p.m which is a late It is a late nap. Besides the point, we hit the road at like 7 p.m. It's a three-hour car, three-hour ride home. They also fell asleep during the entire car ride. So by the time we got home at like 10, they were not tired. They were wide awake. So they didn't go to sleep till like almost 3 a.m. And my husband knocked out, but I had to stay up with them, (laughs) which was okay. I unpacked. I watered all my plants. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I I don't know what the hell I did, but not recommended. But you're a night owl anyways, right? Yeah, but not like three, but that's like my me time. Like if after the kids go to bed, I have my me time. You know, I like, I read or I watch Netflix or catch up on my shows, whatever. That's like me time though. I'm not up at 12 a.m., 1 a.m. with children. Gotcha. That's completely different. That's my bad. Okay. Hey, my bad. Energy. So anyways, my day was kind of off. So I woke up late and yeah, had a super chill day. I will say though, I had a very good weekend. I went to Seattle for my best friend's birthday and it was her first birthday back home since she moved away. And it was a really good birthday. Nice. That's pretty dope. That's cool. How, how was your weekend? We didn't, we haven't like really talked. I don't know. Honestly, it was kind of a blur. I think that um, I know I hung out with some friends on oh Friday night. I went out with some of my close friends. I haven't seen them in a while. So yeah, like lately I've been trying to get home a little bit earlier because if I stay out late, it's been fucking up my weekend, um, fucking up the next day because I have to get a lot of business related stuff done. Yeah. So I'm trying to like, uh, I'm trying to get the finer details of my business plan put together and, you know, I've just been super groggy, tired. I, I'm still dealing with this. I don't know what it is. It's not really a cold. I don't know if it's because of the whole daylight savings time thing, change of weather over here, or maybe just lack of rest. But, you know, I'm still dizzy, a little bit nauseous. This has been going on for like almost two weeks. I'm like, fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, let me just get back to regular. I thought I was doing fine until Saturday morning. Then it hit me again. Yeah. So yeah, I I already know this is going to be a long week. But yeah, other than that, I mean, the weekend was still chill, Um, attended to my plants. So for you guys that don't know, I do like to garden and I grow a bunch of random shit. But uh, we had a makeshift greenhouse put together over the winter. And we put a, (laughs) a clear tarp over some shelving. And then we have a small heater running throughout the whole day. And it kept, honestly, it kept the plants alive. So I said, fuck it, it's getting warmer. It's about 50 degrees now every day. So I took all the avocado trees, the lemon trees, the grapefruit trees, pomegranate trees, and probably some other stuff that needed to stay warm. But anyways, I took all that stuff out, finally reorganized it outside in the garden. And surprisingly, they're still alive, which is pretty dope. So So funny you mentioned your makeshift greenhouse because over the weekend, I was at my parents' house. I caught the moment that my mom put like, I don't know, she's growing tomatoes or potatoes, but I caught it in her bathroom. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, mom, what are they? I'm like, what is this doing in the bathroom? And her reasoning was because to keep them warm. So I'm not a gardener. I'm not going to get into it, but mm-hmm. it reminded me of that. Nice. Let her be, you know, she's got her own tactics. Everybody's got their own thing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm not going to hate. I do not have a green thumb at all. I have a black thumb. I... I kill plants. I kill succulents, just to give you an idea <laughs> of how I do with plants. Oh, you know what's crazy? No. So I've been thinking about this for the past couple of days. I don't know what I'm going to do with these plants. With the start, it's like the ones that aren't selling right now. Because I've got two, four, six, eight, 
11. Right now, I've got 11 trays with 72 um, individual seeds in them, individual plants. That doesn't even account for the smaller trays or the stuff that's already outside. So I've got maybe 1,500 seedlings going right now. And I still have about another 2,000 to put together. Host a stand like for your neighborhood. I think I need to. This is and maybe just crazy. like I mean, if you get to that point, I'm just like give them away. Some of them I'm going to give away, but at the same time, I do want to collect seeds for the next year too. Mm-hmm. Plus, I'm going to eat a ton of the stuff. What's crazy is I always rant about this, but I didn't know that peppers you can grow year round as long as you take care of them. Um, well, when you're in the Northwest, obviously you need it in a pot. You need to be able to bring it inside. But um, if you take care of them, keep them in a nice place. Like you could grow them year round. So I'm trying to protect these so that way I could keep getting more seeds, collecting them, and then even more plants the following year. That's cool. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll maybe see. you can help out your com- help out your community with all these. Come on, man. Well, that's what. Well, that's what I want to do. That's part of it too, because some of the <laughs> extra produce I want to give to the um, give to the food banks or the homeless people. Because when I do drive to work, I always see the same homeless people. Mm-hmm. So if I could provide like bags of food, I used to give them bags of plums um, and Asian pears. Okay, okay. But, there you go. Yeah, so I mean, that we really have to organize pay. it first, though. Yeah, but at, at, you know, at the same time, I do want to give away the extra produce, mm-hmm. but I do also need to make sure <laughs> I get some of the money back because it does cost a lot of money, heating, electricity, all that stuff, right? And you we can't pay. give like homeless people raw vegetables. I mean, bell peppers. Okay, we would just like eat that raw. Yeah, I'm not you talking can... about like snacking bell pepper kind. Talking about like red bell pepper, green bell pepper. Yeah, you've never eaten those raw before? No. What? No. <laughs> and what do you mean snacking bell pepper? Do you mean the small ones? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. No, 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 not those, not those. I'm actually growing those this year too, but. Would you expect uh, homeless people to eat those raw? Hell yeah, the red ones and the red ones, okay. orange ones, red, orange, okay. purple, brown. Okay. And yellow. Those are all good to eat raw. The green ones? Got gross. it. Green oh, ones okay. taste like grass. Everything but the green. Yeah. Okay. I just was the use of that. What do I know? Some people eat onions raw. I mean, uh, like maybe in my burger. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just like I, imagining someone like having a raw onion, like taking a bite out of it. Yeah. I saw someone take a bite of a sweet onion. No. Like I get it. But like no, an apple? I, like an apple? Just like an apple. They've been into it like an apple. <laughs> Gross. Disgusting. I can't. Disgusting. I cannot. You have any fruits, fruits or vegetables you've hated ever since you were a kid and till this day you will never eat? Um, like grapefruit. Yeah, that's like old people, old people shit. <laughs> uh it, I swear it is because when I was younger, my grandpa was the only person that ate grapefruit in the house. And I was like, I was like, is that what it takes to be an adult? <laughs> so I used to I used to sneak some pieces and I would bite it. I wouldn't even peel it. I would, like I'll take the rind off, of course, but you know, they have that thick outer thing, whatever. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I would just bite into it. I'd pretend I would like it just so uh-huh. I can be like an adult. That shit was so gross. I can't. I take like one bite of it and I'm done. Even without the without that bitter part, like just grapefruit by itself, you don't like? No. Well, and you grew up in Hawaii, so you guys had some other stuff you used to mess with. You know, I can do like a grapefruit beer, but I can't do just the fruit. Yeah, grapefruit beer is bomb. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know how this relates, but today we are talking about toxic relationships. It's funny. I don't even know how we got, we're talking about this. I think that we, we both have experienced toxic relationships. Have we? To a certain extent. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I feel like everybody has experienced some form of a toxic relationship, um, whether it's romantic, uh, a friendship, or even with a family member. Yeah. And I've come to notice family member toxicity is it's pretty common. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. Do you think it's just common in our culture or just common in general? I want to assume that it's common in general, just you so do. I can feel better. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't, I was like, I don't want to generalize it. I don't know if it's true, but definitely like in Asian cultures, I think that, you know, there's some truth to that. And I haven't seen it yet, but have you seen Turning Red? No, you haven't. Have you heard about Turning Red? How do you, how do you ask me a question and you answer it for me? Well, because I know you don't have Disney Plus. (laughs) 
so so that's true <laughs> okay that's true okay you um, got me turning red is the new pixar movie that just came out this weekend i think it's based on asian culture okay. um i haven't seen it yet but from what i'm hearing it's relatable to some not all but i think it has to do with toxicity and maybe like family members just i don't know i don't know we'll see I haven't seen it yet. I'm planning on watching it tomorrow with my kids. Yeah, I think that uh, some of us, well, at least some of the people I've talked to about similar topics, we use the term cultural trauma. Mm-hmm. So cultural or generational trauma. So like we all noticed, and th- this was an Asian thing where we noticed that our parents or grandparents, they held these standards. They expect us to meet these standards and we're treated a certain way, whether we do or we don't. And at the same time, Regardless of the situation, you know, our elders have their mindset on how life should be. And if we don't abide by their rules, then we're we're in the wrong or we're not going to be able to make it or they're worried about us. What? You know, yeah, well, some cultures more than others get ridiculed a lot. And, you know, I'm lucky enough because I didn't experience too much um, with me going into the industry that I'm in. You know, mm-hmm. at first, some family members made comments saying like, oh, that's cool and all, but what are you going to do after? Mm-hmm. Like, you should go back to school. You don't want to be a, going to physical therapy. You don't want to work for the post office. You don't work for Boeing. You don't want to do this, that. I'm like, I'm like, nah, I got I got a plan. Like, you're that's not going to understand the plan, but I got it. Oh, they tried to get me to work at the post office when I was 17. Well, they had me take the test when I was 17. So that way I could get oh, wow. in when I'm 18. Oh, I took wow. the test. There was all these jobs I qualified for, but I was like, man, I don't want to. Uh-huh. I don't work for the post office. I'm good. Both of our moms work for the post office. That is true. Yeah, you're. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Does she work in the same department as my mom? No, I don't think so. Because I know that one of my friends, their mom actually worked in the same department with my mom. I just don't know who. Not I. What did your mom so do? That's that's why I laugh when you said post office because they both work there. Yeah. What What did your mom do at the post office? I don't remember. She doesn't work anymore. No, she's retired. She's been retired for like five years. No lie. God damn. Your dad's retired too? Yeah, both retired. But, um, you know, I think I actually experienced that same kind of, so same kind of thing with my, um, my family. When I told them, I actually wanted to go into graphic design at first. Mm-hmm. And they were like, graphic design. Like, why? What's that and why? You know? And so I, I had to shy away from that. I had to, or... I mean, I didn't have to, but I probably did just for, again, like their approval, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, I decided to go into psychology and tell me why. I actually remember running into my my sophomore in high school science teacher at Costco, probably like my freshman year or so around there. And she's Filipino as well. I bumped into her at Costco and she was like, oh, what are you doing now? And I was like, oh, I'm in college. I'm studying psychology. And I remember her like being like, so again, she's a science teacher. I don't know if I already mentioned that or not, but she was like, psychology. She's like, that's not a real science. And just like talk down about it. I was like, uh, like, mm -hmm, okay, whatever. And now I'm wondering what she's thinking because I just feel like psychology has blown up in like the past 10 years, you know what I mean? Or like however long, I don't know, but it's just the importance of our mental health has blown up for sure and has become a bigger issue. So yeah. So on a side note to the whole psychology thing, come to realize it's kind of like the whole doctor versus dentist situation. You know what I mean? No, tell me. So some doctors don't think of um, dentists as real doctors. Dentists as doctors. Okay. So the history is, just so people know, this is not important, but the history is that with dentistry back in the day, when it came to like tooth extractions or anything mouth related, mm-hmm. that was covered under barbershops. Whoa. Yeah. Mind, mind trip. blown. So, oh, so fucking mind trip. Yeah. My mind's blown. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it my, took your mind on a trip. Yeah, I know. Yes. Um, I've never heard that before. I found out because my client's a dentist. And she was telling me about it, how before if you had anything that was like, first off, was, I'm not letting a hairstylist touch my mouth. Yeah. You say that now, but back in the day, they were like, oh, I don't. Me, they're like, hey, let me get a fade and my tooth hurts too. Can you check it out? 
<laughs> so they do the extraction and a fade at the same time. <laughs> They're like, you're already in the chair. Just lean back. Might as well, right? Nowadays, you could only see a doctor for like one specific thing. You got to set up another appointment. I don't understand. That's but, funny. Okay, keep going. But yeah, anyway, so that's what it was where um, barbers would do what is now known as dentistry work. Wow. This is according to my client. So once they were able to separate from um, barbershops, doc, they weren't acknowledged as much as um, doctors are acknowledged. So yeah, when it comes to psychology, it's kind of like that because there are some scientists that don't think that like psychology, sociology, possibly anthropology. Yeah, some uh, some scientists don't classify that as hard or as, as real science. I think it's like soft versus hard science. The soft sciences. Mm. Yep. Yeah, so th- so psychology falls under soft sciences. So mm-hmm. all the soft science disciplines are psychology, sociology, so an- and anthropology, poli sci, any behavioral studies. So pretty much anything that that studies behavior or is society uh, relates to society. Mm-hmm. You never heard of that when you were going into psychology? No, it's more. I mean, like what stands out to me is that it was like still a fairly new science compared to the others, or you know, fairly new study yeah. compared to the others. And dude, I got some. I got some clients that are like into neuroscience, and they're like. Oh yeah, your uh, your client, your other clients in the sciences. What does he do? He's like, oh, he's a sociologist, and he's like, oh, it's one of those. Okay. <laughs> okay. And at the same time, you have to give it to these people who are like psychologists and whatnot because that's freaking hard to study. It's not like we can dissect and we can like magnify it. You know what I mean? Like for sure, really study it. You're dealing with God. What am I trying to think? Um, it's like a little bit more abstract and I don't even know if that's the right term to use but it's definitely harder to to grasp on right oh for sure because there isn't I think when it comes to any of the soft sciences it's not so black and white yeah definitely there is there are a lot of gray areas I remember when I took my first uh what is it abnormal psychology class Mm -hmm. we're doing a lecture review or an exam review and we're going over a couple topics and we brought up schizophrenia and the guy was like the professor goes oh so will it be um what do you guys think a b c or d Mm -hmm. and then nobody said anything and he goes well it could be a Mm -hmm. it could be b could be a and b or c could just be c or it could be all of them he literally spent 15 minutes explaining why it could be that i'm like bro just like what the fuck just say that it could be all like i just Mm -hmm. want a straightforward answer i don't want any gray i don't want to say like, oh, you've got one, one characteristic of whatever oh, thing it may be. Gray. It's all gray, which I'm going to tie it back to what we we're originally talking about. Um, toxic behaviors, tox- toxic traits and whatnot, because no one is perfect. I actually think that we all have some toxic tendencies in all of us. And it's like not a clear picture, you know? um shoot I mean you you might not want to believe that some of your good friends or your circle like has toxic people in it but they probably do you know and we you and I probably have toxic traits too we already know I do see and good for you for recognizing I've I've already analyzed myself like I already know what they are good for you for recognizing because I feel like oh like some people might have a a harder time you know I mean you don't people don't like to think negative about themselves so anyways people might just not recognize their traits as such so good for you you brought up an interesting point you said you have some toxic traits do you want to call them out you don't have to if you don't want to well <laughs> kind of putting you on the spot <laughs> well I gotta figure out what they are give me some time to think because I I know that I do um no worries I know before, so a lot, here's one thing, a long time ago, this is some fucked up shit. So a long time ago, um, this is extremely toxic. I mean, it's not necessarily as fucked up as I would mention it to be. I think a lot of people do this, um, but let's say relationship wise, you're talking to someone. I used to do this a long time ago, but when you're talking to someone and then things are going well, then things start to get serious and you kind of back off, Right. And then you still try to do things to keep that person around. Mm-hmm. But then you try to tell yourself like, nah, like I'm not trying to string them along, but you want to keep them around so you can still have them if you need them. Mm. I used to do that only with relationships, mm. but I do know some people that do that with friendships as well. 
like very selfish. Yeah, that was probably my most toxic trait that I could remember. That's like falls under like self selfish and like manipulative. I wouldn't I wouldn't say manipulative. I did not manipulate anybody. Well, I know that. Okay, fine, 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 fine. It's like I, I would say selfish because like mm-hmm. I feel like in order to be manipulative, it has to be purposeful. Sure. I mean, doesn't have to be someone's intent. They can still be manipulative though. You know. Well, I mean, the, what what I'm saying is your actions have to have a purpose. Your purpose has to be manipulative. You you have to have that outcome that satisfies your needs. Because I think there's a difference between having a purpose and knowingly doing it, right? Mm -hmm. So you can be you can be manipulative without knowing, without realizing you're doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you still understand that in the end you want that person around. Okay. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. I was thinking, I'm like, I don't like negativity in my life. I mean, who does, right? But I don't think it's about having negativity in your life. It's like, it's about if the people in your life, are they kind to you? Do they respect you? Or do they bring you harm, right? And uh, I was thinking about this earlier. How can you really know if someone in your life has the best intentions for you or has your best I don't know, not best interest in mind, but how do you know that someone is in your life for the right reasons versus like their own personal gain? I feel like some people can be really manipulative. So I think when, in order to figure out whether someone's really in your life with the right intention is realizing like, okay, well, what is the importance of your relationship? What do you guys value? I think it's important to understand, you know, how does the other person interact with you on a daily basis? Because you may think that they aren't there for you. They're not supportive or they aren't really caring enough in the way that you want it to be. But maybe that's just the way that they express mm-hmm. themselves, right? Um, and that's the tough thing. You know, I've, I've got some friends where I realize like, it, this isn't a toxic thing, but as far as like just being supportive, I've got a few circles where I realize if I sit down and talk with you, like I know for sure you will support me. Mm-hmm. You will take the time to support me. And I have specific friends where I'm like, I definitely won't even bring it mm-hmm. up to you because I don't want to waste my time, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and realizing like what type of relationships you have with those people and the type of personality they have, I think is very important. And, you know, the thing is like, when you feel like you're unsupported in a relationship at some point that could lead to a toxic relationship, if you, if you yeah. allow it to happen, you know? I think in order to combat toxic relationships, you have to have great communication and it has to be great communication on both what ends. If what if it's sucky communication? What if it's ineffective communication? And that's the thing though, like in order to make a relationship better, you have to, you have to have great communication. That's with anything, any type For of sure. relationship, right? Because if anything, like I've, I've seen it multiple times, like through my experiences, through other people's experiences, at some point, if your point is not mm-hmm. getting across, everything gets swept under the yeah. rug. And it's like, oh, let's just let's just get over it. Everything will be better, whatever. Yeah. Let's not talk about it. To me, that's a toxic yeah. trait. I hear You're that a toxic. lot. Oh, is that you? I mean, is that what you know, I think we mentioned this in the previous episode before where we were arguing. I'm the type to kind of like kind of let it go, kind of sweep it under the rug, like just let it be, let it play out. Like we do address it, but we don't come out, we don't come to a solution, right? Or we weren't at the time. And you're the type you want to like analyze it. You want to like magnify it and look at it like every detail. And I'm just like, I don't have the mental capacity. This is what happened. This is what happened. We were arguing late one night and I was like, I I was like, I cannot think right now. I was like, I'm done talking. I was like, I'm done talking for the night. And you're like, no, we need to talk about it. I'm like, I'm like, I don't think you understand me. I don't have the mental capacity to continue to this conversation tonight. You know? <laughs> we actually ended up talking for like an hour. And that pissed me off because you were just not understanding me. <laughs> I definitely wasn't. And I was like, and just you, tired and, but, of and like, that's and like, so I get, I get where you're coming from. It's like people deal with um issues differently right while I'm like I need a breather or like I just need to sleep on this overnight and like we can uh, come back to this conversation tomorrow you are like we need to talk about it right now (laughs) hold on I'm about to (laughs) save my ass right now only because I have let things go when Mm -hmm. it came to planning with Mm -hmm. our podcast 
you've never came back and resolved any of it. And you uh-huh. can even answer this question. Uh-huh. You can answer this question for me. Have there been times that I've brought up topics, suggestions, or even planned out certain things and you've forgotten I what mean, I said? Yeah, but I mean, yes. Yeah, so, so that's that's exactly what the whole argument was about. That's why. That's why that's we why need you to figure it out now. Into the night. That was like I swear that was one night at like eleven p.m., eleven thirty, twelve, and I was like. <sighs> <laughs> and, and again though like and i'm not and i'm not saying i was in the right for doing it i'm saying that's sure. where my reason was but that is still a toxic mm-hmm. trait where like at some point you have to understand where you know you trying to get your word across and there, there's an equation right you trying to get your word across someone else trying to take in that information and understand it and them trying to them trying to figure out a way to work together mm-hmm. to solve mm-hmm. the problem right and yeah, it could go both ways. And the thing is that if it's stopping midway and it continues to stop midway at some time, at some point, you've got to just like say, hey, okay, fuck it. Let's just let's just not deal with yeah. it. And that's kind of where you end certain parts of yeah. your relationship if it continues For to sure. happen that way. Also, one thing I wanted to point out with toxic relationships, you know, if you feel like you don't know that you're in a toxic relationship, it's something that's repetitive, mm-hmm. right? It becomes a cycle. Yeah, it's something that's chronic. It just keeps happening and happening and happening time over time, right? And it just doesn't get any better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. like I mentioned earlier, just communication is key. For sure. I think when you have two parties who are not willing to see eye to eye or try to understand each other's sides, that's when, that's when, it's, when it becomes like a bad fit, right? But me and you, we mm-hmm. were like very willing to meet in the middle and very willing to see each other's sides. I'm just. I do agree with that, but I remember, man, fuck, I was so pissed. I remember I was at work. I was walking from the parking lot and then you. I'm chuckling. I don't even know what. I'm I just. Think, yeah, so. <laughs> the whole thing. So the night before, I think we got into it. The night before we got into an argument and then um, we we're just like, fuck it, whatever. This plan is not going to work. I don't give a fuck. I, I told you, I was like, I don't give a fuck. You make the decision. Which was so annoying. The, uh, you don't. Well, okay. Yeah. We'll get to that. An indecisive we'll get to person, that some other like, day. It's on you. Okay. Anyways, you want So, um, are analyzing our relationship. So we, we had, we've been having trouble. We were having trouble compromising. So that's when I was like, okay, you decide, go ahead, do your thing, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So the next day you come to me and you say, uh, you know, I think I realized like I do need to take notes on stuff that we uh-huh. talk about. And I was, and I was like, uh huh. Oh <laughs> so, so you go, you go. Oh no, I was like, tell me more. You go, um, yeah, because you know, I'm like, I tend to forget what we talk about, or just like I'm so preoccupied with other things mm-hmm. that it just doesn't doesn't resonate mm-hmm. with me later on. I'm like, okay, well, all very true. Okay, well, taking notes—that's key. I think that's one thing that you should do. Uh, Definitely, you know, maybe I could do something as far as like, like making sure you take notes. I I don't know. And the reason why I said that is because like I, if I repeat it enough, I have a really good memory about certain things that I think that are important to whatever we're working on. So a few minutes pass by, probably about five to 10 minutes. Finally eating lunch. We hop on a phone call again, right? Keep in mind, she told me that she was going to start taking (laughs) notes about some of the ideas that we're coming up with. So I'm eating lunch. We come up with an idea. It was a pretty interesting idea. I don't remember what it was, but it seemed interesting enough for us to want to keep it. She goes, hey, can you uh, can you write that down for me and uh, text me that idea? So I'm eating. I have, I have noodles in my hand, mid-bite, right? And I'm like, the fuck? I'm in the break room. So there's this guy sitting next to me. He's like, oh, shit. What's going on? I said... I said, Michelle, what the fuck? Like, we just talked about this 10 minutes ago. You told me that you said you're going to work on taking notes. And then you said, yeah, but like, I'm just saying, why is it so hard for you to just text me? it? Yeah, uh-huh. I did. And I was like, it's, that's not the whole, that's not the mm-hmm. point, Michelle. The, the point is you just told me 10 minutes ago, you're going to work on taking notes. I'm beefing with you. I'm beefing with you. I was like, I was like, mm-hmm. what the fuck there is going a, on? There was a reason. Oh to this i just don't what was, remember what was the reason i was in the parking lot at costco <laughs> no, by the way I, say that again you don't you remember? Said you didn't remember you don't remember too anyway 
No, you no, were at, you I were was at, at Costco because I remember being parked. Just pulled into Costco. I remember parking and yep, we got into an argument right before I walked in. <laughs> yep, I know. I wasn't at home. Anyways, I, that's like irrelevant. Yes. You know what? We worked through it. As I was saying, we are two people who met in the middle and compromised and made Hilarious. it out to the other side. Toxic relationships do not. So have you ever had a toxic relationship with, with anybody? Oh gosh, I was going to say with myself. Um, a toxic relationship. I mean, yeah. So I mentioned earlier, like, I think everyone, you know, has some toxic tendencies, um, but like does one in relationship or two in particular stand out? No, not necessarily. Let's say toxic experiences. Are there things that you notice that commonly happen? Could be romantic, could be with family, could be with friends. Oh man. I mean, I mentioned my family a little bit earlier about like my choice in uh, continuing my education, like that decision, right? And how that had an effect on me. And uh, I mean, it kind of bit me in the ass at the same time, not like I wish I did go into um, graphic design or whatever, because I mentioned my earlier and how, how their attitude towards what I wanted to go uh, further my education and, you know, did, did have an effect on me and how it kind of changed my path as far as my education went. I, you know, so this is the thing I was going to say, I keep my circle very small, like very small ever since middle school, high school, I've had like this core group of friends, you know, I think for the most part, majority of the part, like we are, we are good for each other. I, I can't give away too much. So this is where I have a problem with it. I rather not talk about it. I rather just approach them about it. Like if I'm having an issue, that's where I feel guilty. Like if I think I have a toxic relationship with someone, I don't want to talk about it behind your back. If you, you know, if you are that good of a friend to me and if we have a good relationship, I'm going to come to you and I'm just going to like say it, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm not going to talk about that. You're calling me out right now. It's very uncomfortable. Don't call me out. <laughs> Yeah, like I'm not gonna talk about it. Oh, I'm not gonna the question I'm not gonna, was, like bash on my friends. You know what I mean? When it it's, it's, not, it's not, bashing. not bashing. I guess I just don't want to like air that laundry out if I haven't addressed it yet. Okay, you know, one time and I talked to her. Um, I have discussed this with my friend. So so I will tell you a story about this one time I went to Vegas with my best friends, and I am okay with I am okay talking about it on this podcast because it is already something that I addressed. So this is like not something that I have not talked to my friend about before. Okay. So anyways, one time I went to Vegas with my best friends and it actually ended very bad. It ended terribly. Something happened and I'm not going to go into major detail because I'm not going to air out my laundry like that, but I will say something happened where me and one of the other girls got into a physical situation. I'm not going to say it was a physical fight because it was not a fight. The fight. (laughs) She did serve time, y'all. She no, did serve no, time. No, I did not. <laughs> that for oh murder. God, that, yeah. Um, uh-huh. That did not happen. Anyways, did something that I absolutely regret. It hurt our friendship at the time. We actually did not leave Vegas on good terms. We returned home and we did not speak for a little bit. Um, now, mind you, this physical situation happened when I was under the influence. So it was like not clear in my memory. No excuse. So, Sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to do that. I didn't mean to well, say I that. Mean, so bad. you kind of bring up a point and I'll talk about this in a bit. But that was my defense for a while. Like I was drunk. Like I wasn't in the right state of mind. So I could not bring myself to like truly apologize to her about the situation. And I say truly apologize because I think I gave her like one of those half-assed, like, I'm sorry you feel that way. Or like, I'm sorry, but dot, 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 you know, like those, those sorries, they're not true apologies. Okay. Yeah. So I was giving, I was giving that to her because again, I was drunk. I don't remember what, whatever, but I think it was like a year ago when you and I were talking about gaslighting that it finally clicked in my head that I was like gaslighting her all these years. Really? And this happened like eight or nine years ago. So the next morning after you and I talked about gaslighting, I actually ended up calling her and I like, finally apologized to her for what I did because I realized Ooh, that okay. it didn't matter that I didn't remember what had happened. It was more about like how she felt and what her reality was, right? 
like what I did to her was very wrong. And I now took a hundred percent responsibility for it. So, so this is me. So I'm like, have I been in any toxic relationships? Are my friends toxic or whatever? And I was like, no, not really. And I was like, oh shoot, maybe I'm the toxic one. You know, that meme where it's (laughs) like that there's always that, like someone in that circle of friends. And if you don't know who that friend is, then it's probably you. You know, I don't know yeah, like yeah, exactly yeah. what, what the meme or what the saying is, but I was like, oh shoot, maybe I'm the toxic friend in the circle, but no, I don't think I'm the only one. And like I said, I know it's kind of fluid, toxic behaviors. It's not like a, like, I don't think if someone is toxic, like they can, it's not a trait that will always stick with them. Like they can definitely improve from it, you know, or like better themselves. Yeah. Meaning to say like, maybe some people only have toxic traits when like a, a certain situation arises or like that's. You know what I mean? Could be. So it's could be the way, yeah. Yeah. Could be the way they interact. So or deal with it's not like a it's not like a permanent thing. Maybe something just happens. Anyways, I think we all have a lot of self-reflecting to do. True. What (laughs) damn. So as far as like how they deal with things, I think that is a fair way to put it. What I noticed with a lot of people, like we brought this up earlier, the whole sweeping under the rug thing or the just drop it people. I do think think that it is necessary to talk mm-hmm. things out but personally I mean the way I go about things may be a little bit too strong mm-hmm. but I do find more people to say that uh, <laughs> I do find more people stick with the oh just drop it it's not a big deal type and what's interesting is that you know the whole just drop it issue is like okay well yeah you just drop it but if it continues to happen time over time at what point do you talk about it yeah. You know, then you find those people that are like, oh, well, well, oh, no, I don't want to deal with conflict. I don't like confrontation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like that's a toxic characteristic because it creates instability in your relationship with but this person because there's a lack of avoidance. communication. Yeah. Conflict avoidance. Uh, mm-hmm. What is the there's a word for it? I <laughs> figured out. I later. Yeah. But it's like, you know, you run into so many people like I, I have some friends where they're like, just drop it. It's not that big of a deal. I'm like, well, to say that it's not that big of a deal when someone obviously mm-hmm. cares about it, you, it's almost as if you're not supporting that person's mm-hmm. side, right? You're not even trying to take the time out to figure out why is it that big of a deal? Sure. You know? And I think that's really important because, because the moment that someone says it's not that big of a deal and they're telling mm-hmm. you to just drop it, they're only taking into consideration mm-hmm. their values. Because you might have higher values for certain for certain points in life that they haven't even thought about. So of course they're gonna be like, oh well, no, it's not that big of a yeah. deal. I mean, what that tells me if someone says is like they just don't care about it as much as you do. Doesn't have as much Definitely. importance to them. And that might well, just and the be tough you, thing friend. is like, let's say you're like like you like to as like, far as you like as to far like as like over analyze and like really like magnify things or like pick things out and you can agree or disagree well, it's, no, no no I I agree I agree but I think that in order to progress with certain things like you kind of have to overanalyze and I think with, with you with what you're pinpointing with the whole overanalyzing thing that's not necessarily trying to solve a problem that's more so mm-hmm. trying to understand when it comes to solving an issue it's like it's like when people deflect, that's what it is, mm-hmm. deflect. So deflection, when people try to steer away from a problem because yeah. it's too much for them to handle, in my opinion, that's a really, really negative trait to have because in the end, it doesn't get anything fixed. Yeah. There's no resolution. I get it. So so if someone like you were to be like, oh, you're overanalyzing. And I'm like, okay, but if I'm trying to find a solution to something that consistently happens, mm-hmm. am I overanalyzing it? Or am I actually paying attention to what the issue is? No, you're is? right. And I, I'm kind of just picking on you. Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. And, then, you, know, it's, and you know, I find it funny when people say that because, because I do agree with you, though. Like, there are times I, I overanalyze the fuck out of shit. And I'm fine with it. Like, that's my toxic behavior. That's something that I can accept and I know I need to work on. But when it comes to, like, something serious enough to where it can cause... Oh like a negative yeah cause conflict or just any sort of negative emotion and then when you bring it up to someone like I I find myself around people that that aren't comfortable talking about things which is which is fine I'm not going to force you to talk about it but what what I do try to make people realize is that at some point you have to face 
well it would it would be healthy yeah, I, I, oh yeah yeah that's yeah that's my yeah sorry sorry like, yeah let me rephrase it it would be healthy to face it you don't have to but i feel like it would put you in a more positive for emotional sure. state for sure right but that requires great self-awareness and being honest with yourself, which I don't know that a lot of people practice like wholeheartedly, you know what I mean? Again, you don't ever want to think mm-hmm. about like your close group of friends in your circle as, as toxic or bad for you, or you don't ever want to think of yourself as bad or recognizing toxic traits in yourself, right? But at some point, and then hey, this is why like self-reflection, I'm, I'm so big on self-reflection, but like, which is why it's so important. Cause sometimes you do need to just like take a step back and recognize. And ultimately, I mean, that's how you become a bit better version of yourself. You know, I mean, yeah, I don't know. We are all our biggest critics though, but it's, sure. it's um, tough. It is not easy. It, it's a job. I think that's one some people forget. It's like, I like to relate, well, I like to relate this to sports. If you have a basketball player and they realize that they're not making efficient passes or they're not running fast enough, that they're not doing what they need to do in order to help out the team, mm-hmm. what do they do? They work on it, right? Well, first, and you think, are they called out on it too by like their coach or by other um, teammates? I, yeah, I would assume so. I would yeah. assume that the coach is yeah. the first person to say something. Yeah. I would assume that critique from the media is one big thing but again though i guess like looking at it a little bit deeper the difference here is that that that's a physical trait versus mm-hmm. a psychological or emotional trait mm-hmm. that someone or, or characteristic that someone exhibits trait. right and yeah. a personality trait yeah yeah so yeah for sure um i think when uh you're when someone tries to define you in a way that doesn't matter match up with how uh-huh. you define yourself absolutely it's like you're attacking them yeah and i think that that's one thing that people need to understand like it, if you ever feel like you're being attacked maybe that is a time for you to reflect and be like hey are these are these accusations mm-hmm. accurate and it also gives you time to reflect on the person that is critiquing you. sure sure right i can just imagine like People don't like to be attacked. People don't like to be told they're being one way when you don't believe that about yourself, you know? I guess what I'm saying is that has to be approached carefully if you're like calling someone out. You want to come from a place that is like caring and kind and thoughtful, right? You know what I mean? You just don't want to attack someone and be like, "Mm, you toxic. Yeah. (laughs) And everyone's different. Like you approach everyone in a different way. For sure, you know, for sure. Yeah. That's what the whole personality traits, the Enneagrams come into play. This is why Enneagrams are important. Oh my gosh. Still want to like read yours over, by the way. Yeah, I need to look back mm-hmm. at it. Yeah. If I had to do some quick self-reflection and think about like what maybe what are some toxic traits that I've had myself over the years. And uh-huh. this makes me sound maybe sound like a bad person, but um like, and again, this is just like me being honest with myself. Okay. Anyways, like dishonesty, manipulation, conflict avoidance and gaslighting. And I like, I don't do these on a large scale, right? Like I think I'm a fairly nice person. I think I could be wrong, I guess, but I think just at one point or another in my life growing up that I could have had, like I did have these traits, but as you get older, Uh And you do some self a reflection and are self aware, like you know, you be the you try and become the best version of yourself. I am. I'm just. Uh, wait, hold on. What is the thing called when you you speak for someone else? I did this a couple times yesterday, and I actually feel really bad. I was. I I want to apologize to my friends about it, but I speak for someone else, but what I'm saying is just an assumption of mine. What do you call that? I don't know. I'm just speaking for others. I don't know. And that's when people are like, well, don't put words in my mouth or like, don't speak for me because that's not true or something like that. Does that make sense? I don't know. Something like that. No, I get what you're saying. I, you I did, did it the other day. Twice yesterday, like back to back. And mm-hmm. later on, I was just like, crap. Why did I say that? Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just say things I do not mean. Okay. You're one of those. And again, like I might have been under the influence. 
but I personally don't like speaking. And I need, I need others. to stop doing that because it's really, again, based on my assumption. Oh, based on my assumptions. And this is where I think like, I'm so empathetic. I'm so empathetic that I think I know how other people feel or I make that assumption. So I speak, I think I'm speaking out for them, but in reality, it's like not their truth. Might be kind of hard to grasp. I don't know if I'm explaining that. Like, no, you are, you sound fucked up. Like a All fucked right. up person. <laughs> I need this. Yeah. I need to like, know. I'm and I'm like recognizing I need to stop doing that. So like I said, I'm, I'm going to apologize because that wasn't very nice of me. Yeah. Okay. Well, at least you recognize it. That's good. I notice I do speak for people whenever I'm in an argument. I, that's extremely toxic. I tell someone whenever we're arguing, if I'm arguing with someone, and when I say arguing, I mean like it's not a debate. It means we're ready to grab at each How other's How do you speak throats. for someone um, when you're arguing? So... <laughs> When someone's like, you don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'm going to explain it. So I'll like explain everything. Like I, sometimes I won't give them a chance to talk and I'll explain everything that they were talking about or that they want to talk about. And then, and then it just gets worse because I don't let them talk in an argument. That, that definitely is one of my talking I'm shaking traits my head because, right now. <laughs> well, cause for me, like I want to hurry up and get it done. Like I, and that's no wow. excuse. Let the person talk, but, but I really do want to just hurry up and get the conversation done. Like I know what the fuck you're saying. I'll reiterate it. If I'm wrong, if you correct me, I apologize. But then if I'm right, then what? You know, which is which sounds fucked up because no one ever wants to be mm-hmm. cut off and told like, oh, this is mm-hmm. what you're about to say. Like I get it, but that definitely is one of my toxic traits when. Um, when I'm in an argument I remember there's this one time I had a coworker, and I don't know why but he just annoyed me all the time like I actually did not like coming into work because of him like I actually considered quitting my job because of him and that was my first experience with like I guess a toxic environment at work I just did not enjoy it anymore but I don't know I stuck through it dealt with it I let I let it be I think I'm dealing with a toxic boss yeah he's definitely um trying to um well he deflects a lot he also makes accusations constantly makes accusations in order to try and prove a point that cannot be proven (laughs) and then he does a lot of gaslighting a lot of gaslighting in order to make it seem as if like the the issue at hand is less severe Mm -hmm. Um, we actually dealt with something recently. It was like a fair pay thing where he's like, oh yeah, we've come to realize like not all of our employees are being paid fairly. I'm like, nah, bitch. Like we t- I told you, like we all know that I know this, I know everything. And it took you guys about a month to figure out like you guys are treating us unfairly. longer than a month. It's crazy because like when it comes to shit like that, especially as a leader, you would you would assume that this person is like actually there for you and they're not, yeah. you know? Um, and yeah, I guess so toxic behaviors can also be at work as well. That's one thing we didn't point out. Um, Absolutely. And the tough part when it comes to work is like, you don't want to lose your job, right? But what I've been telling all my coworkers is that, you know, some people are like, oh, well, if they're going to lay down these policies, it's just something that we're going to have to mm-hmm. deal with. Like, I get that when we don't have much control, but you you can also still make a positive impact within the infrastructure. Just trying to make a point like, you know, things can be led a different way. For example, like within our department, we realize like, you know, there's one person that tells us this is what he wants. This is how it's going to be done. And no matter what, even if we try to give our input about stuff or like, yeah, give our input about how things should be ran or should be moved around is disregarded so you know with something like that you know it's i think it's really important that you approach this situation in a, in a collective manner where like hey like we understand like you know you have your mindset on how things should be done but you know we do have we do have a lot of important things to say and we think you should take it into consideration mm-hmm. um and that's kind of the approach that we did because the, to- the toxic behavior that we experienced at work was that whenever a new idea would come up 
it would always mess up how we function as a personal training group. We brought it to his attention individually. It was disregarded. I sent out an email saying, you know, we've been here for a really long time. We know how our program runs. We know, we know how the whole gym runs and we know what's going to work and what's not going to work. I think it's going to be beneficial if you want a, a team to run smoothly. I would think that you would want to take into consideration mm-hmm. some of our opinions. And it took a while for him to be like, oh, okay, maybe I should, maybe I should listen or at least try to listen. And I don't know if it was me saying it or other people saying it, but at some point it finally clicked and, you know, he, he fell back a little bit. It was like, Hey, do you want to talk about this? Maybe we could talk about different ideas or strategies. And I'm like, maybe you're getting somewhere. Maybe you're actually understanding that, you know, there isn't just one person that's the most important part mm-hmm. of the team. You know, this yeah. is one whole unit. We all have to work yeah. together. Yeah. After that one instance with that I mentioned earlier with the one toxic work environment, I've like been very fortunate to be in, um, to have very good work environments that were motivating and, uh, you know, just supportive, supportive, very, very, very supportive. That's a fortunately I can't relate, but I am glad that I mean it's seeming to get a little better like whatever you can get just understand that we are all put on this earth to make a positive impact on our community but also and everybody that I we mean, interact also something with. I want to mention is I mean you don't have to settle for it either I mean I think you should set boundaries and set limits for yourself and just know when to cut ties you know what I mean like if you have something toxic happening in your life whether it be relationships or a job or whatever like no one to put your foot down as well because I don't think you should be just accepting it I don't know I know you're in a you're in a different situation though but say if it was like a really bad uh relationship with your partner and you know it just wasn't like I don't know try get out if you can I don't know oh gosh I'm not I'm don't listen to me. I am not an expert in relationships. <laughs> we are both not experts, but take into consideration that we are both still here to hear you guys out. Um, one thing I do want to point out that this episode did have a lot of rambling. Maybe you guys were able to connect with some of our um, experiences, but do realize if there is a tough experience that you guys are going through right now, we are always here to talk um definitely able to give our input maybe you guys have input with our situations that we're going through and you know it's uh it's important to connect with each other and that's kind of why this podcast was put together so we could build that community right build that community so we can grow yes for each other after all (laughs) life is messy and there are no instructions included Yes, <laughs> this is life. Instructions not included. Oh, you think? Oh, it's, you think you know, but you have no idea. This is life. Instructions not included. <laughs>